Well, good morning, Grace Church. Good morning. It is great to see everybody here on Sunday morning. Welcome those joining us on live stream and Facebook Live. We are so glad you've chosen to make this service a part of your day, and we know you'll be blessed. Why don't you turn to somebody sitting nearby, give them a big smile, let them know you're happy to see them today. Did you come to worship the Lord today? Did you come to experience the presence of God today? Amen. I did. I'm looking forward to what God has for us in this service today. Before I have you stand and the praise team leads us in worship, let me just remind you that after church today, uh, in classroom two, right after the altar service, Sister Courtney Henson will be meeting with any and everyone that has an interest in quizzing uh, for the upcoming quizzing year. Uh, if you just want to drop by and, and get a little information, it, it's, a, it's a no obligation uh, preview of quizzing. And so just drop by there, find out what it's all about, ask some questions, uh, uh, look, at, look over the material, just kind of see what it's all about. And uh, we strongly encourage all of our families to get involved with Bible quizzing. And then um, next Sunday, oh, let, me, let me tell you this, uh, Tuesday night, uh, first Tuesday prayer returns at 7.30 here in the sanctuary. I'm excited that first Tuesday prayer is returning after the summer break. And so we invite you to come out and pray with your family, pray with your church family. Uh, prayer changes things. Could talk a long time about that, but our students are seeing miracles, seeing answers to prayer. Uh, arising out of our 9 o'clock prayer meetings on Sunday morning next door. And so there, there is great value in our prayer. And then next Sunday, September the 11th, Child Dedication Sunday. If you would like your child to be dedicated to the Lord, be a part of that service, please get with the church office this week. And then finally, mark your calendars for Friday, September the 16th. That's not that far away. And uh, it's Friday night, September the 16th at 7.30 is our night of worship with worship leader Brian Pound. Let's have a move of God that Friday night. What do you say? Amen. Bring a friend. Bring a family member. Let's see what God will do. Stand with me, if you will. The praise team is going to lead us into his presence. I know this is what you've come to do, to worship the Lord. It's what I've come to do. It's what they've come to do. So let's take advantage of this moment. Let's take advantage of this opportunity. And if you would, just let's right now clap our hands to the Lord and welcome his presence with thanksgiving and praise in Jesus' name. Yeah. 
And I'm glad the presence of the Lord is here today. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm glad to see you. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. We're going to do things a little bit different here today. Uh, and before I get into my part of this service today that I'm anxiously awaiting to do, uh, I would like to remind all of you again that we do have Wednesday night Bible study. And uh, you being here would be appreciated. The reason I say that is when you start missing Wednesday nights, then it gets easier to start missing Sunday morning. Is Wednesday night a requirement Bible-wise? Probably not. Sunday is. But I don't find a lot of scripture about Wednesday night. It's a traditional standard that we have. But uh, when you set your sail in a certain direction, start missing one it's easier to miss the next and I will remind you as excited and pumped as I am about connect groups it is not a substitute for Wednesday night Bible study and, uh, so we ask you to uh, show up on Wednesday nights with an open heart open mind and see what God will do speaking of connect groups I am so excited about our connect groups I, we're continuing to hear just good stuff about our connect groups and how people are connecting, no pun intended, but uh, establishing friendships, meeting people, and uh, I'm so excited about it. Uh, we have guests outside of Grace Church that's been attending our connect groups, and I'm excited to our connect group leaders. Keep on keeping on. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. Amen. And uh, I want to encourage you, those of you attending connect groups, Sister Murph went to her first one this week and just came home and just <clears throat> couldn't say enough good about it. I uh, went to Sister Diane, Sister Melanie's Connect group and uh, she said just couldn't say enough good about it. I'm so ex excited about our Connect groups. We're about halfway through the semester getting close to it and uh, we're anxious to see at the end of the semester to meet with all of our Connect group leaders and see what happened and see what we can do to make it even better for the next semester. <clears throat> so remember our Connect groups and um, our youth prayer on Sunday morning is rolling at 9 to 9.30. I'm excited about our young people. Their fires seem to be a little bit on low this morning. And we're going to have to work on that, uh, getting that flame back going again. And uh, we'll keep working on that. I love our young people. And uh, I'm excited about Tuesday night prayer, uh, resuming that as Brother Dave announced. And uh, hopefully we'll see all of you here this coming Tuesday night for prayer meeting. One more announcement before I get into my part of this service today. Um, Brooke Sandlin has volunteered to start say, staying in the nursery during Sunday school and uh, from uh, 10 to about 10.45. And I want to thank her publicly for that. It is much appreciated, much needed, and much appreciated. Thank you very much. Uh, as we all know in our culture today, uh, child care especially for guests, is, uh, is sought after, it's looked for. When people come to a church, they want to know if you have a nursery and what have you. And uh, uh, we're going to send you some help. We have a bunch of JV girls up here that are chomping at the bits and can't wait, right? They are. They're just not acting like it right now. Uh, but anyway... Uh, well, we're excited. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you so very much for that. And uh, God bless you 
God bless you for that. Amen. I don't have a text today. I just came with a title. And when you hear what I'm about to say, hopefully you will be excited along with me. If I could put a title to this, and I will for the sake of live stream and uh, our own uh, website and whatnot, I just want to call this time to testify. And so I've not come to preach per se today. I've come to testify. Somebody asked me yesterday, are you preaching in the morning, Pastor? And for just a split second, I was like, yeah, but no. No, but yes, what have you. Instead of preaching a sermon today, I've come to testify about the goodness of God. Amen. But before I do, by a show of hands, how many of you can acknowledge that you have been a recipient of a true bona fide miracle from God sometime in your life? Thank the Lord. I think about every hand in the building should be raised up. There's some that didn't when I know you have. Personally, I know you have. I don't know why you wouldn't acknowledge that, and hopefully maybe in the future you will. Over the past months, Several people here at Grace Church have experienced amazing miracles, particularly miracles of healing. We've had financial miracles. We've had miracles of of different sort, uh, but especially miracles of healing. God has been incredibly kind to some folks here today. Claudia Brown experienced a miracle of healing. Kelly Adams has experienced a miracle of healing. Michelle Grone has experienced a miracle of healing all of these in just the past few months. The Bible said that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And um, I believe today with all of my heart that God has had his hand on my life, all of my life. It didn't start at some point when I reached a certain age. I believe the moment I was born. God knew the work he had for me to do. He knew what was ahead of me. And uh, so I believe that God has had his hand on me all of my life. I felt a call to preach. I'll rephrase that. I knew I was called to preach when I was about 15 years old. And the manifestation of God's hand on my life began when I was about six weeks old. As I've mentioned before in times past, Not long after I was born, I had started having seizures really bad. That's not what they called it back then. It's what they call it now. And when I was about six weeks old, my parents took me to the hospital. I understand I was having seizures so bad that the doctor told my mother to take me back home that I wasn't going to live. There was nothing they could do. Now, I want to emphasize that there was nothing they could do. I want to emphasize that point. My mom and dad knew better. If the doctor couldn't do nothing about it, they knew somebody that could. So they called the pastor of our church at the time, Eulen Meyer. He arrived at our house at about 6 a.m. My mother told me several times that he prayed for me beside my baby bed till 9 a.m. that morning for three hours. He prayed, and the rest is history. You'll also remember me talking about my dad passing away when I was 16 years old. I was completely overwhelmed about that. 
And one night when I was home alone, I'm not bragging about this, I'm testifying. I don't want to play the role of a martyr, I'm testifying. I want everybody to understand that. And this is the sermon, by the way. There's not one coming later. So this is it, just so you know. But I was home alone that night, and I went and got my dad's 38 caliber pistol, put it to the side of my head, and was squeezing the trigger when someone knocked on the front door. I went to the door. My first cousin, who at the time was 12 years old, had walked through, had walked in the dark through very, very difficult parts of town. He had snuck out of his house, walked several miles to my house, and when I opened the door, he was standing there smiling, saying, I just came over to see how you was doing. My eyes were beat red with tears. I had the pistol behind my back, and he was smiling as big as he could, and 12 years old, he said, I just came to see how you were doing. I lied to him, if you will. I told him I was doing okay. He smiled, and he said, well, let me get home before our grandmother realizes that I'm gone. Through him, God saved my life again. And then you will remember in September of 2019, I was in a motorcycle accident that four paramedics said, practically in unison, that you should be dead right now. You should not have lived through this accident. But once again, God spared my life, and I believe he did it for a purpose. Before I continue, let me say in passing that in the past couple of months, Grace Church has been experiencing a wonderful time of excitement, a time of inspiration, and a time of encouragement. Our youth group is on fire for God. I want to say today, not at the expense of any of our other youth groups that we've had, and we've had some good ones, but this youth group is on fire for God like never before, like None like we've ever had before, and I am supremely thankful for all of our young people here today. As I just mentioned, our Connect groups are doing absolutely amazing. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of buzz in the atmosphere. There's a lot of electricity, if you will, in the atmosphere. God is moving in Grace Church, and if you will, He kind of snuck up on all of us and kind of surprised us with the way He's moving. We are experiencing a move of God right now like we've never experienced before. We expect it to come certain ways and God to do certain things and all of that. But this time, he kind of snuck in the back door, if you will, and said, I want to pour out my spirit in a way that you've not seen before. And I want to say today with all of my heart, I am so thankful for the manifestation of the power of God in this church over the past number of months. I don't know what to do. God is doing an amazing thing. Hallelujah. While all of this has been going on this year at Grace Church, particularly just in the past two or three months, last November began one of the most challenging trials that I've ever experienced in my life, and I've been through some. I'm full of confidence today that it has finally come to an end. I had gone on a routine visit to the doctor in November and he ordered routine blood work. 
And one of those tests came back giving a strong indication that I had cancer. By the way, it doesn't matter where and what kind. To me, cancer's cancer. And nobody likes the C word. For maybe a reason or two that none of you would understand or agree with, I put off doing anything about it. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell Sister Murph. I didn't tell my kids. I didn't tell one single solitary soul. No one. Last Thanksgiving and Christmas was a challenge for me because in the back of my mind I thought it could possibly be my last with my family. I remembered that my dad died of cancer. One of my brothers had cancer and thankfully Jim, Jim survived and he recovered. Around January, February of this year, the Bible quiz season began and this year was a real challenge for our family because Noah and Joseph were in two different age groups which meant two tournaments a month. And in addition, Casey and Sister Merv drove to Alexandria every Thursday night, virtually without fail, every Thursday night. She was gone, Sister Merv was gone to quiz practice and then she was gone two weekends a month for quiz tournaments. And I was absolutely on board with all of that. However, and she didn't know, Sister Murph didn't know. But for me, it was like somehow God allowed the devil to run rampant in my mind and in my emotions. Long, long nights, weekends of loneliness, unbelievable despair and anxiety. And at times it was seemingly unbearable. I can't explain it, but somehow I knew that this was something I had to go through. And I had to go through it alone. I just didn't want to share it with anyone. I didn't feel like sharing it with anyone. I did ask several people on occasions to pray for me. They didn't know why. But they did. I know they did because I felt it. If you'll rehearse in your mind... Beginning in January of this year, I preached sermons here at this church that even during this very difficult time for me personally, I knew God spoke to me and looking back, I believe it was God's way of telling me I'm still with you. Otherwise, outside of the pulpit, I rarely felt the presence of God this year at all. I would plead with him to just let me feel your presence one time, even if it's only for a moment. Nighttime was the most challenging, and there were many, many, many nights when going to bed I had that horrible feeling that I would not wake up in the morning. I cannot express to you the loneliness, the despair, the anxiety that I was experiencing this year. I went back to the doctor for a follow-up visit in May, was tested again, and the test came back again showing that I had even a higher prospect of cancer in my body. The test was worse than it was in November. It was pretty much a done deal what I understood from the doctor, that it was there and I needed to begin some kind of treatment as soon as possible. I want to say in passing here right now that when it came to my family and when it came to this church, I carried on like normal. I went on preaching. I went on teaching, counseling, planning. We had meetings. Brother Dave and I have had more meetings this year than I've, we've had in the past five years. 
worked hard to continue with my vision for Grace Church. And I set all of that negative report aside for the sake of the kingdom. And to the best of my ability, I plowed on. So finally, at my doctor's urging, I made an appointment with a specialist. And after further examination, he immediately ordered an MRI. He then proceeded to tell me that a biopsy would be next. And that would tell him what kind of cancer and, uh, and what uh, the treatment options would be in the future. After all of that, he gave me several statistics indicating that the immediate future for me and my family was going to be challenging, was going to be difficult. During that time, it's over the past three or four weeks that all this transpired specifically, but during that time, I essentially prayed three prayers. You may understand it, you may not. But I prayed three prayers, three basic prayers during this time. One was, God, would you please remember the good that I have done, the people that I have helped. That's biblical. It's biblical, yes it is. I've asked God. Jeremiah did it. Other men in the Bible did it. Number two, I prayed, God, if my kids needed something of great importance like this, I would sure give it to them and never look back, never think anything about it. And number three, I prayed that he would just be merciful. Well, I had that MRI done this past Monday morning. But before I did that, this past Sunday, a week ago today, I had Brother Dave and Brother Jason come in my office, anoint me with oil, and pray for me. I didn't tell them what was up either. I just asked them to pray for me physically, emotionally, and mentally, that I would be up to the task of building the kingdom of God and building, rebuilding Grace Church. Monday morning came, this past Monday morning came, and when I laid down on to have that MRI done, I can't describe what happened. There was a peace that came over me like I've not felt in months and months and months. There was, no, there, there was absolutely no burden of worry and fear. I did not feel anxious. And I knew immediately that the presence of God had finally come to me. And I knew in my heart that everything was going to be okay. That peace is still with me as I'm speaking to you right now. So since Monday, needless to say, I've waited patiently for the results to come in. I preached to you last Sunday about feelings and faith. They're two different things. And yes, over the past several days, I had my strong feelings of concern and some worry. But my faith in God never wavered. Well, finally, this past Friday morning, while I was at the barber shop, I received an email that those test results were in. As God is my witness, I smile like a Missouri mule eating briars. There was just something came over me that said, your test results are in. And I smiled. I hadn't smiled that big. If anybody ever wanted a, a photo opportunity of me, they missed it. Because of the peace of God that passes all understanding. I pulled up that information as quickly as my phone would download it. 
And that test showed that I had a very low prospect of cancer and that no future treatment would be necessary. Some of you will, thank you, some of you will recognize my tone here today. I wanted to sob and cry, but there was a bigger part of me that wanted to get up and tear that barbershop down. I, I wanted to just start throwing stuff. I was so excited, and this is why I was excited. My first thought was, cancer, God gave you a good shot at me, but you've been defeated. And devil, for the past number of months, what you tried to do, your plan didn't work out too good. And God, you came through just like I knew you would, like I thought you would. And now I just want to know how to say thank you. I want to know how to say thanks for the amazing thing that God has done in my life. Hallelujah. Everybody stand this morning. I'm going to ask you to take a moment. Would you rejoice with me today? The Bible said to rejoice with them that rejoice. And I'm excited about the manifest presence of God that's been made in my body today. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now remain standing. I don't know what tomorrow holds. But today, I thought of the verse that said, This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know about tomorrow. But today, I'm going to rejoice in the Holy Ghost for the miraculous power of God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to ask you to just rejoice with me today. I don't want to be selfish and self-centered and it's all about pastor today. But it's time for us to rejoice with Kelly Adams. It's time for us to rejoice with Claudia Brown and Michelle here today. God healed these people. The doctor said you have something wrong in your body. And God said no they don't because I just took care of it. want to encourage somebody here today if you're in need of a miracle of any kind if you're in need of a miracle of any kind God is able the song I've asked the praise team to sing today has become one of my favorites not to be morbid but I want it sung at my funeral whenever that happens if we're not raptured it applies to me and it certainly applies to every one of us. It doesn't matter what's going on in our life. I'm not just rejoicing today. You folks have been a witness to my demeanor and conduct over the past six months or so. I've rejoiced. I've, I jumped up and down a little bit here not too long ago. I had a couple of our guys run the aisles for me not too long ago. I've been rejoicing and praising God in spite of all the stuff that's going on and has gone on and what have you. But today just felt like the right time. You say, well, of course it did, Pastor. Look what happened to you. There's nothing like that's happened to me. 
I went six months without nothing happening to me. It was longer than that, actually. It was about seven or eight months. But I rejoiced anyway. But if you look back in your life, it may not have been yesterday or over the past six months or even a year. But if you look back in your life, there's something that has happened in your life. No matter what's going on today, there's something that's happened in the past that can make you want to raise your hands and throw your face toward heaven and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Andre Crouch wrote a song years ago, To God Be the Glory, and you all know it. But there's a part of it that he begins by saying, How can I say thanks for all the things you've done for me? That's where I'm at right now. Thanks sounds like a cheap word. It don't have enough fluff and pomp and ceremony. It's lacking. It's lacking in letters and definition and all of that. But I want God to know, no matter what tomorrow holds, I'm going to take advantage of this moment. I'm going to take advantage of this time. And I'm going to lift my voice and thank God for being good to me. I wanted the praise team to sing today but it it would not have been in order because it just it's not doing for me what I feel like we need to do here this morning if y'all remember that song when I think of his goodness and all he's done for me I'll shout 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 and sing 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 praise 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 I almost pulled that one up today I don't know if they could have pulled that one off and you're welcome uh, but today I've asked them to sing that amazing song don't know who wrote it but I will sing goodness of God. Our young folks are already up here. This is our altar service. If you need something from the Lord, faith is running rampant here today. We'll pray for you in Jesus' name and God can heal, God can provide, God can do whatever you need done in your He can do it today. He can do it today. Thank the Lord. Otherwise, if you're here today and God's been good to you, why don't you come up here, let's sing, let's rejoice for a little while in the Holy Ghost, y'all sing. the good 
Running out, it's running.